Hi, Joe Lysett here in Bridge End, and my favourite agricultural podcast is the Pub Yields podcast with Jacob and Di. All the other agricultural podcasts are a load of piss and shit. They're a load of piss and shit. doing jake not too bad i feeling uh feeling rather festive well i lie i don't feel festive i feel like the grinch but i was just trying to put on a a happy face what about you i feel about five five stone heavier i tell you jesus you look about five stone heavier mate good you job know, uh, good job you're gonna sign up for this run 1000 and then it'll do you a bit of good well exactly that's i think everyone should be doing exactly for that reason i don't know about you as i'm getting older i'm drinking less and then i seem to be making up for about eating more yeah, you're doing less milking now than you've ever done. You know, <laughs> at least at least before you had a girlfriend, you would do like one milking every fortnight. Now it's just well, I, I was speaking to your dad the other day. He said he haven't seen you for six months. Oh yeah, oh, it's been the best six months of my life. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> the, well, uh... actually, Di, I haven't seen you since a uh, couple of days before Christmas when I popped up yours to pick up something. Are we going to tell the listeners what I actually phoned you to come and pick up? Because I yes, never thought I'd actually say the, those words, but. This was the most surreal thing ever. Phone call off Jake. All right, Jake, uh, can I come and pick some nappies up of you? Um, okay. And it turns up. Yeah. I, th- I think I think you need to explain, actually, that what came before that. We went out for food, us boys, uh, a couple of nights, uh, one night in the week, a couple of nights before I popped up Dai's. And Dai happened to say to me, ah, what, what dog is she, Dai, you've got? What dog have you and Cheska got? Big, massive thing, isn't she? Cute, Rod- but huge, Rod- isn't she? Rodian Ridgeback. Your dad's got this Rhodesian Ridgeback there. No, no word of a lie. It looks like a limousine calf. It's that big. <laughs> and um, he said, oh, I bought some period pants online and they don't fit there. So uh, if any of you boys need one for your dogs, just just let me know, like, because I can't send them back. Oh, laugh, took the mick out of him for saying that. Little did I know, two days later, my little bitch in the house started, uh, started her time of the month. And uh, I was on that phone pretty quick to you and I died. <laughs> yeah, no. Honestly, if you it it says something about us boys that the only time we get together over Christmas is when you need some fucking period pants. <laughs> oh, oh, the joys God. of uh, the joys of our youth, isn't it, Dave? Are we cute, still calling it our youth? It's cute you're saying the for your dog, though, Jake. I think we all know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think we do, Dave. But, uh... <laughs> but no, you mentioned it briefly the best way to lose some Christmas weight is Run 1000. Do you want to just uh, explain to everyone what Run 1000 is, Jake, and why we are signing up? Well, I can possibly explain it the best I can, but I don't know uh, if I'm the right person because I think the best way, if you want to actually understand what Run 1000 is, is go on their Instagram page. We will tag them in this post when this podcast goes out. But basically what Run 1000 is, it's a campaign to try and raise awareness of mental health in the month of January and basically at the same time trying to help with fitness we all know that going for a run going to the gym a lot of the time doing some some sort of physical exercise actually helps our mental well-being 
well, this initiative is actually encouraging people to get out there, put their trainers on, and run. It doesn't matter if you run 100 meters, 100 miles. It literally doesn't matter. But just to sign up and show uh, a little bit of willing for raising awareness of five incredible charities. But what is really good about the spin on this is that the five charities are actually represented by five team captains who represent five nations, the nations of England, Scotland, Ireland, New Zealand, and of course, the best nation of all, God's country, Wales. Well, that's what I think is the best thing about it, because I like to go for a run, but because there's no competitive element, it's easy for me to just give up and go back there. Whereas if I know that it's going to be logged, recorded, and other people can see it, I'll just keep running and running and running because I don't want to look like a lazy bastard. But do you know what, Ty? Usually I'd rib you over that, but it, it doesn't matter. Literally, it does not matter. Like I said, you could run 100 metres, you could or 100 miles. It doesn't matter. The whole point of this is for charity at the end of the day, isn't it? So it's about raising awareness for mental health charities like the DPJ, Rabbi, um, Farming Community Network, etc. And it's just having a bit of fun at the same time, isn't it? And how often will any of us normal folk ever get the opportunity to genuinely represent our nation against other nations? And this is a great opportunity because I know when I mentioned it to you guys the other day in the household up in the, the Reese Studdard household, um, there was going to be a bit of uh, inter-nations rivalry with you too, wasn't it? Because Cheska was going to be representing England, you were going to be representing Wales, and a bit of a competitive edge there for you two guys as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's not looking good. She, she's just come back from a 10-mile run and... Uh... Uh, I I, <laughs> I literally struggle to walk these days. But yeah, we'll get there. We'll Sorry, get there. Di, I've, I've come up with a cunning plan. I'm going to get my dad to drop me at the top of the hill and I'll just run down so my stats will look incredible. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah I, I thought just to, um, I thought of a little cunning plan as well. I thought I would just uh, cable tie my iPhone to the uh, dog and just let the dog, <laughs> just take the dog and I'll just be on it with the quad and let the dog run. Sounds good. Sounds good. But um, yeah, like I say, the uh, the Instagram account for Run One Thousand will be tagged in the post when this podcast goes out, and on there, then on their Instagram page, they've got a link that takes you through all the formalities then and how you can actually sign up. So please, 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 like I say, it doesn't matter how far you run, sign up for this great initiative because not only will you have great fun when you're doing it, it's raising awareness of some incredible charities. Talking of great initiatives, this is episode one of our new great initiative, Jake. Look at that. Look at that for a little segue. Fuck, I'm good at this. This, ladies and gentlemen, is episode one of Pint Sized Pub Yields. And basically, Jake, how many times have people said to us, Hi, I love in the pod. We're new to the pod. Where would you suggest we go back to listen to? And because it's such a daunting back catalog we got, we're talking like 100 hours of content. So what we thought we'd do is go back and just pick out our favorite 15, 20 minutes clips and put them in these little pint-sized podcasts. So if you like those 15 minutes, you can then go back and listen to the whole episode. Saves you going through the whole back catalog. Let's have a little taster and see if you want the whole pie. Can I just say one thing though, Di? You can People say. think we're shit at podcasting now. Go back to episode one. <laughs> you can hear how amateur we are there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Oh no, the best thing we ever did was uh, decide to have guests on our podcast because episode one is just me and you. Fuck me, drivel, drivel. Oh, that, terrible, absolutely terrible. You think these intros are bad? <laughs> an hour of an intro is basically <laughs> what episode one was. But anyway, I shouldn't really be discouraging people from listening, should I? Die? And listening back to it, Jake, it was, it was the—I think it was the last time me and you were nice to each other on a podcast. Yeah, we. I, why were we so fake that first episode, Di? Hey guys, welcome to the Pub Yields Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think... Anyway, we're... should we just get on with the pod, Di? Yeah, let's... end talking of drivel, let's end this drivel. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode one of Pint Size Pub Yields. More lush, more lush, more lush, more lush. Lashing it up with a Christmas broom I meet a girl, she said her name is Santa I give her some of my finest chanter I say, do you want to come back to mine? And she says, no, I'm actually fine And I actually, I said to her, don't worry Because I've actually got work in the morning So it's not just about getting lashed at Christmas You've got to think about the economy And actually, it's it's actually more about More lash, more lash, more lash, more lash Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you're back home you're back home on the family farm and straight away your father gives you uh, control of the sheep flock now tell me is that because he saw something in you he saw real aspiration he saw real he wanted to give you some real encouragement or he just bloody hates sheep um, well I'd like to say the former there but unfortunately I think it's the fact that my father should we say he prefers four wheels to the four legs anyway that's probably the politest way to put it yeah but um, of course you know in all fairness to you you've made some changes and uh, anyone who's read his Bloody Farmers Weekly articles will know, you know, he's, uh, <laughs> of course, they're all for the better. You, you've moved lambing? Yeah, we moved lambing. We used to lamb in the uh, beginning of February. We used to lamb um, 600 ewes then. And since I've come home, we've moved it to an outdoor-based lambing system. And we're lambing 1,000 ewes now. Um, just just basically, uh, sort of labours a lot better. And it meant we could increase numbers as well. So sheep are my passion and it's something I really enjoy. And I know there'll be a couple of you listening to this podcast laughing that a Welshman has just said sheep are his passion, but I can assure you it's not in the way you were thinking. I just enjoy working <laughs> with the sheep and basically trying to make money from them. Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry too much about that, Jake. As we all know, sheep can't uh, testify in court. Uh, <laughs> we, we better move swiftly no. on, <laughs> Moving uh, on, you, of course, so now you're in charge of the sheep flock and you decide to introduce some llamas. Yeah, well, it's good to see that... Uh, Thousands and thousands of pounds spent on your education were, were well worthwhile. Either actually alpacas, mate. Oh, alpa- oh so uh, I'll be honest. I, I literally skim read your Twitter. At Jacob Ant underscore Cumbrick. That's not even my Twitter handle. I completely forgot what it is then. So that joke's lost. Um, yeah, uh, a couple of years ago, a friend of ours he had um, he's got a small holding and decided to buy a couple of alpacas. He found them on marketplace of. Well, I was going to say of all places, it's quite a, you know it's incredible what you can buy on marketplace these days, isn't it, Di? But um, well, why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of the toys you buy, <laughs> not pretty. But um, yeah, so uh, he bought an alpaca, and he'd seen a couple of videos on YouTube of alpacas protecting flocks uh, from foxes at lambing time, and he decided to lend him to us one spring, and 
we gave him a go we lamb about uh, 250 lambs outdoors um so we decided to stick the alpaca cream he's called we decided to stick cream yeah cream yeah, I, I didn't name him Cream <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would have called him someone else. Is the other one called Strawberries? <laughs> yeah, Strawberries and Cream. <laughs> and the third one's called Wimbledon. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, um, oh, you've completely thrown me. Now, but, yeah, so... Come on, uh, you're a pro, you're a pro. Yeah, I'm a pro, right. right. Calm down, deep breath. Alpacas, right. Alpacas. talk. Right, Alpacas, talk. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so we decided to put him out with our new lambs. Uh, we've definitely seen a reduction in fox-related lambing losses. But I think more than that... I've never, although I've never actually seen him chase a fox away with my eyes, um, he really, really doesn't like my sheepdog. So, you know, to be fair, for you to see a fox on the farm, you'd have to actually get up early or stay out late. Yeah, beef and sleep farmer. <laughs> <Yeah. early. laughs> Sorry, this is the only dairy farmer that doesn't like getting up in the mornings. By uh, but uh, we'll, we'll go on to that later in uh, his interview. How dare you? How dare you? Right. Since coming home, of course, you have become an ambassador for the National Farmers Union, the National Sheep Association, the Young Farmers Association, the Farmers Weekly, the Royal Welsh Society and the Agri Academy. So tell me, is there anything you won't do to get on camera? Canvas for Jeremy Corbyn. Well, yeah. Ooh, Jeremy Corbyn. No, 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 no. Let's listen. Say, not mind the, the free tuition fees would have come in handy. Ah, uh, the free broadband. I want it. No, but yeah. look, if we, I think we made a mistake last year. If we're trying to target twenty to thirty year olds, don't they all vote Labour? Yeah, um, yeah. Moving back, that I mean, I, I wouldn't canvass with uh, Boris Johnson. Yeah, Boris. Yeah, yeah Boris. What a, yeah. What a, what a yeah. I can't say those words. Uh, <laughs> no. But honestly, is there anything you won't do to boost your own ego? <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh, right. No, I actually think that these getting involved in these organisations and societies are quite important as a young farmer. I, I can still call myself a young farmer, yes, I? Mm, I can see a few greys. I'm just happy I've still got some head. Well, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to mention, but the light is just a bouncing <laughs> off that head. God, who needs friends and you got enemies here? <laughs> uh, that's even the wrong way around. <laughs> Um, uh, maybe having a beer doing this podcast isn't a good idea. Yeah, yeah. But um, come on, you're a pro. I'm a pro, right? You're an ambassador. Come on, you're a okay, big time. Here we go. Here we go again. Um, yeah, but no, getting involved in these societies, I think it's quite important as a young farmer. At the end of the day, there's a lot of issues that affect us, and this is basically a platform where we can raise these issues and get them heard by decision makers and people who really can have a lot of influence. So, I just encourage as many people to take up the opportunities that are there. Whenever they possibly can, anyone that's got aspirations to, or feels very strongly about the agricultural industry as a whole, just get involved in these societies, have these you, organisations. Have you raised my issue with the Royal Welsh Society yet? Or? Yeah, I'll bring it up in the next meeting, Dad. No, my, my issue being... The I, members, I, is it? I, I do believe there should be a free bar in members. There should be. I yeah, think I'll, if we work in here all year round to produce food, the very least we deserve... Well, if you can come to one of my Glamorgan fundraisers, then uh, maybe I'll see if I will actually I bring it I stewarded up. the tractor run. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to do at least three. We, we just sat in the roundabout and sent tractors the wrong way. <laughs> right, I really don't need to be hearing this. No. But in all seriousness, it was 2018 now, wasn't it? You went and only went and won the Farmers Weekly Young Farmer of the Year. Now, I don't care about the process. All I care about is the function in the night. £300 a ticket, is that right? Yeah, expensive, but bloody hell, worthwhile, worth every single penny. What an incredible event. Honestly, 
unless you actually go to it, I don't know how to even paint the picture to people. It's phenomenal. You've got to be there to actually believe it. Hundreds and hundreds of farmers, hillbillies like ourselves, in black ties in the middle of London in one of the most prestigious hotels. Yeah, I, I'm just sort of picturing Blackpool, but it's about £12 a pint. Yeah, you've pretty much hit the nail on yeah. the head. Uh, <laughs> and your mum and dad's with you. And my mum and dad's with me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the, the after social wasn't too bad either. Dying. Well, I was going to uh, say, you, I imagine you would have put that yellow plaque, the prestigious yellow plaque, into your arm and just ventured out to London, wouldn't you? Yeah, a group of us. We um, we left the event basically when last orders came in. Had a few Jaeger bombs, getting a bit leery. Um, we decided to venture off out into London. We went to the first club where we were told that a lot of the people that had attended the Farmers Weekly Awards would go in and we couldn't get in there. Unfortunately, it was up to capacity. And someone that was with us, a gentleman from, I'm not going to say the name of the uh, meat processing plant, but a gentleman knew where another... What, uh, Underground the, venue. Another venue was so we um we followed him you know trotting behind him you know excited little valley boy you know never been to London before well walked down these steps um I thought God the, the girl's a nice outfit by there the girls, you know <laughs> she's must brave be, she must be cold though because you know we're we're in October but now you know Christmas is coming she must be cold but you know I suppose it it is subtropical in London so. It's a little bit different to a home, isn't it? They're not an 80 inches of rainfall a year, are they? No, no. So, um, yeah, we ventured down and I thought, blammin' heck, these bar staff, you know, I, I hope the girls in Bridgen start wearing some of this stuff, but uh turns out that uh, it was actually a strip club, but... Uh, uh, um, your, your old man with you? Or? Yeah, my old man was with me and uh, <laughs> just to make the story even funnier, my mother was actually with me. He, um, uh, I've just got this image in my head of, I, I don't know how these venues work or what... Um, what goes on in these establishments. Die, every single time we go on a stag do together, <laughs> the first thing you do is find out where the newest strip club is. I use this envision, rather than, you know, appropriately placing a five pound note, you're just trying to shove this great big yellow shield. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my god yeah. remember the serious podcast we... no no yeah, no no serious podcast right? yeah but no I imagine it would have been a great night yeah if we could uh, keep that story between us listeners that would be great yeah no but didn't you uh, lose the uh, plaque no I didn't actually lose the plaque I just happened to leave it somewhere safely and I, <laughs> I, I came back for it a couple of moments later you know I just left it with Monique. She promised she'd look after it <laughs> Chardonnay but honestly I, I know I've taken the proverbial for about two years now, but it is quite the achievement, mate, fair play. Um, Thanks, I appreciate that, mate. No, and uh, what I really liked, I know you're going to get all blushing now, but what I really liked is I read an article you put after you'd won it, and you said, although my name's on it and I went up and got it, it's for the family, and I, I really appreciate that. I thought that was bloody... Yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, I wouldn't have got that without the support of my family. Like I said earlier, we are a true family farm. There's, you know, there's myself, the farms here, 27, there's my father, early 50s, and there's my grandfather, 88, as well as my mother and my little sister as well. And we all work every single day as a team and as a unit together. So yeah, and I think, that, like, that was for us all. And as you say, I, I think when we're our age, we just sort of take things in our stride and we don't really appreciate things. But like, you take your father, especially your grandfather, that would have just been vindication that a lifetime of work 
is not only appreciated but is like you've just literally quite literally rewarded you know it, it's like every sacrifice they've made every decision they've made well you know it, it now now it's uh coming to fruition yeah i think though that's something that's quite special and unique about the farming industry really isn't it that we've constantly got in the back of our heads every single decision we make on the farm is for the next generation we yeah. are basically you hear a lot with sports teams they don't own the jersey they're just looking after the jersey ready for the next custodians Custodians, yeah and i think that's what we are as farmers really we want to leave the farm almost in a better place than maybe when we found it or we just want to make sure really it's here for future generations kiwi kit roxanne are proud sponsors of the pub yields podcast bringing new zealand solutions to british farmers fencing contractors and vets as British weather starts to take a turn for the worst, why don't you try out our Kaiwacker clothing range, perfect for keeping you dry throughout those winter months. For more information, check out the link below or in the Pubyield social media pages. Obviously, you build up a good tolerance to alcohol during your first year out on the beer old sign, but then you just mentioned now you've talked about placeman. I imagine uh, that all went out the window then, and oh you became back to being you won't believe. You know, drinking in, in my league basically, which I consider myself. Yeah, for uh, those of you who don't know, football it, league north too. For you, those of you who don't know, Jacob has the tolerance of. Do you and know? That. Do you know? Do you know if you uh, give cider to a wasp and it won't get up for a couple of hours? That's basically. Yeah, that's pretty much me. That's basically, like cider. <laughs> no, um, it all came, you came to a, a head. Wedding party one night back home here in South Wales, didn't you? It right? all came to a head. Um, is this the night you and your mother got quite close? I it all came to that sounds no, it all came to a head when I finished placement in June. My tolerance was on the floor, and I was kindly invited. I won't be invited again, but I was no, kind. I was kindly no. invited to um, a wedding party. Remember, remember Ben Ainsley? Ben Ainsley was remember, there, the famous sailor. I remember Ben Ainsley saying, "Come on, the truck." I got bottles of whiskey, so me and him were just, you know, necking bottles of whiskey. Uh, die necking bottles of whiskey with an Olympian outside. <laughs> it wasn't your standard it, wedding party. It was the off season. It was the off season, and uh, so anyway, I was in hell of a pickle, hell of a pickle. So let's fast forward. I'm outside on the car park, and so I'm just in hell of a state. Yeah, you and were, you weren't in a good condition. And um, somehow, the, like the, you the, look like an ewe that got into the barley. <laughs> an ewe twin lamb. And <laughs> the groomsman managed to get hold of my phone and ring my mother and said, "Oh, look, you've got to come pick this rack up." So anyway, my mother drives fair play to her. It would have been, what, 30, 40 minutes? Yeah, easy. She, she drove a fair way. And, of course, there were plenty of blokes there. They arm and leg me, threw me in the car. So she starts bombing her home now. Let's get this idiot home. She starts bombing it down the motorway. And, she well, she claims that I was in the passenger seat with my face up against this windscreen. And she claims I was going... <sighs> and she said, at one point, there were bubbles just coming out <laughs> of my mouth against the screen. So she's like, oh, screw it's this. an attractive thought. Screw this. So she pulled into the next services, just pulled the latch, and I fell out. And again, more spew than white lines in the car park, just spewing, just spewing, just spewing. And anyway, I finished spewing. So, right, the old girl, right, let's get him back in now. But of course, poor girl wasn't strong enough to get me up and in. So she was, you know, try and try and fail. So in the end, she had to ring someone at home. I think it was my sister at the time. She, she rung someone and said, Can you come, you know, got him up, but. Well, three in the morning. Oh, it has to be yeah, three yeah, in the morning. Easy two, three o'clock. We'd all kicked, been kicked out of the venue by this yeah. time. Yeah, so my sister had to drive all the way from home down the motorway, stop in their services, park up next to her. The pair of them arm and leg me, threw me in the back seat, slammed the door, and whizzed away. They were so pissed off by this point, they just whizzed away. But anyway, unbe- unbeknownst to us, 
there was a lorry driver parked up who would witness the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And he... <laughs> Poor guy. He <laughs> rung the police and said, I've just witnessed a kidnapping. And it... In all fairness to him, what he saw was two people screaming to the car park, arm and leg, this poor bloke, throw him in the backseat, slam the door and whiz off. He, he was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Rung the police, witness a kidnapping, give them my mother's n- uh, number plate. But anyway, my mother gets me home. They arm and leg me now back into the house, walk me through the kitchen, through the hallway, dump me on the sofa, leave him, leave him. He's a disgrace. Blah, blah, blah. You know, going to get the adoption papers and rip them up. And... Uh, <laughs> Next thing, my mother, right, right, done with that. She goes up to bed. Fair play for her. She worked out. Next thing, the door, the ba- someone's banging the door down. The poor cow, my mother, she must have gone, what the hell is going on now? So she's marched back down the, marched back down the stairs. She reckons out, outside there's two riot vans and three police cars out in the yard. Yeah, they, they thought there'd been a murder. Oh, my God. She opens the door. There's these police officers in the yard. We've uh, been given your number plate. <laughs> in connection with a kidnapping this is a very serious accusation blah, blah, blah. they try arresting my mother for kidnapping so she goes no 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 hang on hang on hang on look i can show you she walks three policemen <laughs> through my kitchen through the land uh, through the hallway into the spare room where i'm well dry spew on my face monged out paralytic and fair play they were understanding they said oh well he'll be in a state in the morning and well, my mother must have said something like, "You wait till I bloody get older." Yeah, uh, that was. Uh, I'm sure, you had a smack bum the following day, dying. <laughs> imagine so, but. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed episode one. Remember, if you like what you heard, you can go back and listen to the very first episode to hear the full episode. I said for episode were four times in the sentence, then, Jake. But. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Remember to check out Kiwi Kit for all the latest offers. And it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. But before we go, don't forget to check out the Run 1000 campaign. Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, and a happy new year.